Joshua 14, 7 through 12. Say amen when you're there. Joshua 14, 7 through 12. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadash Bernia to a spy out the land, and I, brought him, and I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But holy, I followed the Lord my God, and Moses swear on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as he said, those forty-five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. And as yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain, whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there, and that cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. My title to you tonight is Some Assembly Required. I would like to ask Pastor to pray tonight over my message that I might be used as a humble means by God. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Yes, Lord Jesus. And you may be seated. When we look at this scripture, there are so many layers of meaning within it. It's like when you look at a scripture and you know that it's saying more than what it's saying on the surface of it. You can dig a little bit deeper into the scripture and know that there's some layers of rock. There's some layers of bedrock that, that layer that scripture. It goes down in different directions. And there's some things that you can pull out of it. You see, when you look at this story, this land was promised to Caleb for his inheritance. This was the land that God had promised him. This was the land that was promised by God through the promise to Moses, through that promise given to Joshua that would be given to Caleb. You see, when he first received the promise, he was only 40 years old. He was only 40 years old in that day. And see, if you go forward in the story, Joshua lived to 110, so that was still pretty in his prime there, was 40 years old. He was only 40 years old there when he went out to go and got that word from Moses. He was a young 
young man when he was 40 years old and he got that word. There was something that was laid on Joshua's heart when he was 40 years old. It says that that word was laid on his heart. I brought him, in verse 7, I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. You see, there was something that was laid on his heart when he was 40 years old and he was still a young man in this day. He was still ready to go. He was ready to go after it. But see, he held on to that word. He held on to that word for 45 years. He held on to that word for 40 years. See, four score and five is 85. So he was 85 at that, at that point. He was 85 years old at that point. Joshua held on to that promise that he was given to him. He held on to the promise that he had. He received a word from God, and he held it in his heart. He didn't let it go anywhere. He didn't let it slip away. He held on to it for 40 years. For 40 years, he held on to that promise because he knew that that land was his. He knew that God had given him that land to have. That was his inheritance. That was the land that God had given him. Oh, and he held on to that heart. He didn't throw it away. He didn't put it away. He didn't hide it away. But it was hidden in his heart. It was held there. It was held there in his heart. And he didn't let it go anywhere. And verse 8 and 9 in our, in our text, it said that Joshua held on to that promise because he wholly followed God. He didn't partly, partly follow God. He didn't follow God part of the way. He didn't, he didn't dip, dip one toe in and just leave it there. No, he sunk himself in. He wholly followed. After God, every bit of him followed after God. There wasn't a part of him that didn't part of him that didn't follow after God because he was seeking after God and he held on to that promise. He was following after God. Oh, Joshua put the fullness of trust in God. He didn't just just part way trust God. He put the fullness of trust in God. He trusted in God in spirit and in truth, for he knew it was promised. He knew that it was promised by God that God had said it. Oh, he spoke of being alive for so long and he said that it was a blessing that he was 85 years old and there were some things he had to say about how he was blessed with his age and he was blessed about how the time was spent he was so positive about that time that was spent there we look forward in this oh but he said oh with that bright expression he said I'm just as strong today as I was the day that I received the word oh I'm just as strong today as the day that I received that word oh it didn't change my strength didn't fade my faith didn't my faith didn't fall my strength didn't fade because I received a word. I received that word from God. Oh, and my strength never faded. Oh, because he says, he says that, oh, the Lord will be with me. Oh, now therefore give me this mountain because the Lord will be with me. In verse 11, he says, I am yet as strong as I was in that day. Oh, because that's not because his, his strength didn't come from the flesh. It didn't come from inside of him. It didn't come from around him. It didn't come from his environment. Oh, but his strength came directly from God. Oh, I think we need to get a hold of some strength from God. We need to hold on to a word that God has given us, and we need to know that our strength comes from that word. Our strength doesn't come from anywhere else but our strength comes from the promise the promise that was given from God God gave us a promise oh and he gave us a promise and that's where our strength comes from that's where our help comes from from that promise oh we had he had that promise and he had that strength fulfilling that promise he was 85 years old and he said I'm just as strong for battle I'm just as strong for war I'm war tested at this point I'm tested and I'm going forward I'm putting one more foot forward because he said give me this mountain God said this mountain is yours and I'm going to take it. This mountain is yours and it's your inheritance. It was him to take. Oh, 
Joshua said on that day, give me that mountain because the mountain belonged to God. It belonged to the rightful owners. You see, God, oh, he let that mountain go for a little bit. He let that, that, that mountain be there for a little bit. Oh, but he said unto Joshua, that, that mountain is promised unto you. The pieces were there. The parts were there. He could take that mountain, but he just had to take it. He said he, said he needed to get a hold of that mountain. Joshua said... Oh, in verse 12, he said, if the Lord will be with me. Oh, he couldn't do it without the Lord going with him. He couldn't do it without the Lord being on his side. He couldn't do it without the Lord going with him. But he said, if the Lord is with him, he was able to drive them out because the Lord said it. Oh, and if if the Lord said it, he's going to do it. If the Lord said it, he's going to do it. His strength came from the Lord being with him. Oh, if he was separate from the Lord, he would have had no strength. But I can do all things through the strength of Christ. Oh, I can do all things through the strength that God gives me. Oh, there's there's something to that. If we get a hold of that, if the Lord goes with you, you can do it. If you bring the Lord with you, you can do it all. And he Joshua knew that. He said he would be able to drive him out. He would be able to drive the Anakims out so that he could take that inheritance for Caleb. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. You see, in this day, the Israelites had all the pieces to the puzzle. They had everything that they needed. Oh, they had the, the keys to take that land that God promised them. They had the pieces to the puzzle. They just had to go forward and do it. They needed the land for their descendants. They needed, needed the land now. They needed the land because God told them that they can take it. Oh, they needed it because that was the pieces that God had given them. That was the pieces that God was giving them for them to take for their inheritance for them. I'm going to take a sidetrack here. Uh, who has bought furniture that you buy in a kit? You got to put together. It's those annoying boxes. It comes in all kinds of different different shapes and sizes, and they have all the different letters. And and you know, there's there's something fancy on the front of it, a bookshelf or something. But there's 20 different letters, and you can't figure out how many different screws you put it together. And it, you're like, this thing is supposed to be a coffee table, and it's standing up on its end. You have no idea. I end up with an extra bag of screws every time. I have no idea where they go or what to do with them. And there's an extra shelf, and I'm like, what? Did, where where did this even come from? Where did this even come from? You know. It, they're so many. They're so complicated, and they have all these instructions. And now I even put one together, and you had to, to scan a thing on your phone. It didn't even come with paper instructions. You had to scan a thing on your phone, and it didn't even have paper instructions. They're so complicated, and this this type of furniture was was first called flat pack furniture. It was invented in Sweden by a guy named Mr. Gillis Lundgren. He worked for a company called IKEA, and the story goes that he tried to fit a table into his car and it wouldn't fit. So he took the legs off, he unscrewed the legs, and he came and he pitched the idea to Ikea. And they said that they can sell furniture that way. They can sell furniture in flat boxes because he needed to fit it into his car. And everyone else did at that time too. So I read about this story, and I'm thinking that I have to put together furniture because this guy couldn't buy a truck and fit a table in the back of it. <laughs> he had to have a car because he couldn't fit the table inside of it. But sometimes that's how it is, though. You know, if God wants to give us all the ingredients at once, all put together, it wouldn't fit in you. It, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't absorb. You know, he, if He gives you that full word all at once, you would never be able to absorb it. Sometimes you got to take it in piece by piece. You got to take it in a little piece at a time, and you start grow and you start building on that word. Sometimes you you have this A sheet of this piece of wood, and you don't know that it clicks into the B. But 
but you know that it goes somewhere. You know that this has to go somewhere. Sometimes God gives you a little piece of the word and you're like, I don't know what to do with this. Oh, but God has a place for it. God has a purpose for that word. If he gave it to you all at once, you wouldn't understand the whole thing at once. You wouldn't understand the whole thing, but he gives you piece by piece and he brings you out. He brings you out slowly. He brings you out of where you are slowly and then he builds you up slowly. He builds you up slowly, just a piece at a time. Oh, because sometimes God gives it to you and there's some assembly acquired. You got to assemble the word that he's given to you. Oh, the Israelites had all the pieces to take that mountain. They could take that mountain if they wanted to, but they didn't have it at first. There was some assembly required. They had to go forward and they had to take that mountain. Oh, if God was, was already giving you the assembled piece of furniture, you wouldn't have the joy of building it. You see, you take one more step at a time. You take one more step at a time and you got a little bit more. You got a little bit more word. You got a little bit more word and you're putting it right in front of the other. One foot in front of the other and you're just building more and building more as he orders your steps. He orders your steps and you're growing. You're building. Oh, and you, you can enjoy that. You can enjoy that promise. If he just brought you to where you are today all at once, you wouldn't enjoy the process. You wouldn't know what it felt like to come out. Oh, oh, there, you can say, wow, I used to be this in the past and now I'm this. Oh, there's some people who can say, I used to be on drugs and now I'm clean. I used to be an alcoholic and now I'm clean. I used to be into this and now I'm clean. I was, I was consumed by lust, but now I'm free. Oh, I used to be depressed, but now I'm happy and have joy. I used to have, I didn't have a place to call home, but now I have a home. I didn't have a family, but now I have a family. A step at a time, piece by piece, it grows and it builds, but he gave it to you all at once. You wouldn't have the joy of knowing where it came from. You wouldn't have the joy of just having the mountain and knowing where it came from, but there's some joy to know where that came from. There's some joy to know that your help truly came from the Lord because it was given to you a piece at a time. You had to assemble that word. You had to assemble that word both in thought, in spirit, and in truth, and in action. You had to assemble that which you were given. It wasn't given to you all at once, but you had to absorb it. You had to assemble it. Oh, some people, they take a little bit longer to assemble things. Oh, but once they get a hold of it, once they get a hold of it, you can't stop. Oh, it's beautiful once they get a hold of it. There's some things that God wants to give you, and he's given some pieces to you, and you don't know what to do with them. Oh, but God has a place for that piece. God has a place for that piece that he's given you. And there's some assembly required of that piece, and you got to figure out where it goes. Oh, but God's going to show you the way of where it goes. God's going to show you where to put that piece. He's going to show you how to assemble it so that you're the whole package that he's wanting. Oh, that you can serve God, that you can do a work for God, because he's given you one piece at a time. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. And we look back at the story. If God had given the mountain to Joshua right away, Joshua would, wouldn't be able to write down and say, I'm just as strong now as I was then because there'd be no reason to. He already had the mountain. He already had everything he needed. Oh, but he got to say, I'm just as strong now as I was then because my strength didn't come from me. It didn't come from my flesh. It came from God. He was able to say that because there was some opposition. Oh, some people wouldn't be where they're at without some opposition. Oh, you wouldn't have to trust in the Lord would go with him because there would be nowhere to go because he already had the mountain. But he trusted the Lord would take him to the mountain to give him to the mountain. Oh, he knew that if there was that opposition, there was some room to grow and some room to build 
world. Oh, you can't be delivered from enemies if you don't have any enemies. You can't be delivered from some struggles if you don't have some struggles. You can't be delivered through some things if you don't have them to deal with. Oh, but God is able to deliver you from your struggles, from your enemies, from the opposition, from everyone that's standing against you because that's why it's there so that he can deliver you through it. Oh, that you would have a story that you could say, God brought me from this and I'm here now because of the grace of God. God brought me from here and I'm here now because God loves me. I'm, God brought me through because he wants to see a work for me. There's some grace that he has. Oh, that he's, he's using your situation. He's using what's coming against you to build you, to grow you because there's some sim- assembly required. Oh, with that, those pieces, clap your hands unto the Lord. And we see later on in the story, Joshua 17, 14 through 15. And the children of Joseph spake unto Joshua, saying, Why hast thou given me but one lot and one portion to inherit? Seeing I am a great people, for as much as the Lord hath blessed me, here, here hitherto. And Joshua answered them, If thou be a great people, then get thee up. To the wood country and cut down for thyself in the land of the Perizzites and of the giants, if Mount Ephraim be too narrow for thee. And the word great here means many. So the descendants of Joseph, they said, we're so many and we don't have very much. We have so many people and we don't have anything to do with it. We have so many people and we don't know where to go. But Joshua said the answer was in the question that you asked. If you're so great, why don't you go and take it? If you're so great, what are you waiting for? If you're so great, go and take it. If you have the means to do it, go and take it. You had all the pieces to the puzzle. You had the, the people, the place to go. They knew where they wanted to go. They wanted to go to the wood country. They wanted to go and they wanted to take it. They had all the tools to do so. So Joshua was able to tell them, go and take it. Go and, go and bring it unto you. Go and inherit the land that is yours and was yours the entire time. Oh, because you are a great people. You have many. You are blessed, and you can go forward. There are some people here that are blessed. Oh, I'm blessed by the presence of God. I'm blessed by being able to be here. Oh, and and God is saying, you're a great and many people. Go and take what I have for you. Go and take the inheritance I have for you. Oh, he's given us a great work. Oh, he's given us so, so much. And he said, oh, the children of Joseph, you are blessed with so much. Go and take it. Go and take what God has for you. Go and take that which was promised unto you. You had a promise. Go and take it. And you have the ability to do so. I'm here to tell you that all of us here, we have all the pieces in front of us to accomplish a work for God. You've just got to assemble it. You've been given all the pieces. You've been given all the pieces to the furniture. You've just got to do some assembly. You've got to trust in God that he's going to give you the pieces to the puzzle. Oh, it's like a jigsaw. He's giving you the pieces that you can put together. It's like when pastor preached the message piece by piece. Every piece is there. You just got to figure out where it goes. Oh, because he's given you the thing that you need. He's, you just have to go out and do it. He's given you all the pieces. You just got to go forward and do it. Sometimes it's time to get bold and go out and do it. Go out and accomplish what God has for you. Don't let anything hold you back. Don't worry about embarrassment. Don't worry about people thinking a certain way about you. Don't worry about what people are going to say behind your back because they're going to talk. They're going to say things behind your back, but there's a work 
that God has for you. There's a work that he has for you. There's some pieces that need putting together in, in the, the puzzle. There's some pieces that need to put together in the body of Christ. Oh, there are some pieces that need put together to do a work. Some people are a hand and they need a place to go. Some people are a foot and they need a place to be put in. Some people, oh, they're, they're a head and they need a place to be to lead. Oh, there are some places in the body of Christ that have some holes because there's some assembly required. I know that there are going to be some prodigals that are going to come home, but there has to be a body for them to come home to. They've got to have a body to come home to. Oh, and the prodigal son there, this isn't in my notes, but but the prodigal son had to have a father's house to go home to. He had to go in a place. He had to have a place to come back to, or we wouldn't know about the story of the prodigal son if he didn't have a place to go back to, if his father wasn't tending to the house. Oh, there would be no place for that prodigal son to return home to because, oh, there were some things that were building up inside of the prodigal son. He had some things that needed to happen. He had some breaking that had to happen. Oh, but he was there and he was bare and he was coming back to his father's house and he was stripped down, broke down, and he was just the piece that God needed. He was just the part that God needed in order to be assembled. He was just the part that God had, oh, to go back to his father's house to make a, to make a good work. Oh, sometimes there's some breaking down that has to happen for you to be assembled where God has you. Oh, and I'm so glad that that happened to me. I'm so glad some things were broken down and God had a place for me. I'm so glad there was a body of Christ for me to return to after I was broken all the way down. There was an assembly for each of us. There's some things in your lives that need to be assembled. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. And John 14, 12 through 14, this is the New Living Translation. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it. Verse 14, yes, or uh, and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask for anything in my name and I will do it. Oh God, Jesus said, oh, you will have greater works than I have done. God said that there's going to be greater works for you. There's a greater thing that you're going to do in Jesus' name. You just got to put that name of Jesus on. That's the peace that you've been missing. That's the piece that we have all been missing is you just got to put the name over it and there's some assembly required oh in the name of jesus you can do greater things in the name of jesus you will have some pieces to assemble god's putting together at all so that he can use you oh you got to let god put you back together again because you can't do it without him i can't do it without god because i know there's some assembling required there's a place in Ephesians 3, 20 through 21, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. God is able to do that work exceedingly and abundantly through your life. Uh, there's just some assembly that needs to happen. There's some things that need to be put together. God's put all the pieces there, but it has to be put together first for God to use it. Uh, oh, God has a, a portion for each of us. Uh, there's a mountain for each of us. Uh, we just have to go and give us that mountain. We've all been promised a mountain. We just have to go and take it. Uh, we've all been promised that there's a mountain for us to come and take. Uh, oh, we just have to come and take 
that mountain. Oh, God has a work for each of us. We just have to figure out where the pieces go, and God's able. God is able to put together all of that and assemble you, put you back together right again. Oh, but you have to give it unto him first. It can be used under the glory and the grace of God, but it's just got to be all back together Oh, in the way that God wants it to be put back together. So as I'm coming to a close, let us all stand. I know God has something special for each one of you. There's something special God has. I know that in all of our lives, God is working within our lives. God is working some things out that you didn't know how they were going to be worked out. You didn't know how they were going to be brought forward, but God was able to work it out. God was able to break down the pieces so that he could assemble it in a way that was for the glory and grace of God. God was able to do some things in your life because he was able to assemble it, but you have to take the day and take the mountain that he has for you. Take the mountain that he has for you. Isaiah 43 and 13. Yea, before the day was I am he, and there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work, but who shall let it? We need to get a fire down within us. Oh, and pray, God, I know you've promised me a mountain. I know you've promised me a work to do. I know you've promised me a ministry. I know you've promised me that thing in my life. You just got to dig down deep and say, God, give me this mountain. I know you'll go with me because you said it. I know you'll do it because you told me so. I know you'll do it because you promised me. Let's all lift our hands and pray. God, let me do the work that you have for me. God, I know that there's a mountain for me. I know that there's a work to be done. I know, Lord Jesus, that you have it for me, Lord God. Give me that this is day. Prepare me. Break me down. For I submit it unto all unto you. I submit everything unto you, Lord Jesus, that you might do it. I submit all, all the baggage, Lord Jesus, all the pieces that don't fit. I submit them unto you so you can assemble them how you would like, Lord God. Lord Jesus, let me go. Let me do it. Let me build your kingdom how you would have it. Assemble your kingdom how you would have it. Lord Jesus, as the Lord's working, let's all find a place to pray.